Tonight, I'm chatting about being under a table for hours with your hand up the butt of a demon, content creation, and a real-life haunting with a demonic puppet and his handler. His name is Lucy, and his handler's name is Robin, but you might know them as Lucy Ball on TikTok. All that is coming up, so turn off the lights, find a safe hiding space, and fall in to Haunting Seasons Horror Talk. Good evening, world, and happy Halloween! Let's talk spooky stuff! I know that's all we do every week, but this week it feels a little bit different. Of course, like everybody else, I've been watching heaps of horror movies this October, but my whole mentality has been different this time around. Last year, Haunting Season was just reaching about 200,000 followers, and the momentum felt staggering. I felt like I was going into October like I was going into war. I had my plan of attack, which involved watching an absurd amount of movies in September in order to get them reviewed and filmed and ready to launch in October. Then I had my own attempt at a 31-day horror list. I was trying to live stream regularly, be a guest on numerous podcasts, host watch parties twice a week. Needless to say, when Halloween finally rolled around, I was relieved it was all over. And that is a feeling I never want to feel again. My whole vibe is Halloween. I talk about horror movies 365, so what a nightmare to have my favorite holiday feel like a chore. So this year... I'm acknowledging how sad that was for me, and I'm doing things a little bit different. For one, I launched this podcast, which I very intentionally recorded several episodes in advance. TikTok is business as usual. I mean, there's quite a few more new releases this month to keep up with and sponsorship opportunities and podcasts to be on, and that's all fun stuff. But I'm not putting the pressure on myself to be on all 31 days. That's just not good for my mental health, you know? By the time this comes out, we'll be in the final week of Halloween, and that's when Cookie's best friend comes to town. We're going to jam the whole week full of fun stuff like spooky cocktails, horror board games, Rocky Horror on a Rooftop, Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios for the first time ever on Halloween, mind you, and probably a handful of spooky movies and snacks and costumes. I'm just so excited. Dressing up has always been exciting to me. In high school and college, I was an actor, so I wanted to be like, you know, Jack Sparrow or Heath Ledger's Joker. And I would make the costumes myself. And I really spent a lot of time finding the specific details that would make them movie realistic. A few years back during the pandemic, Cookie and I hosted a Hocus Pocus Zoom trivia night and dressed the part with candles and a cauldron and all that good stuff. That same year, I did photo shoots for Haunting Season and brought Edgar to life and had skeleton pajamas. What a good year. This year, I've been experimenting with painting my nails, so I did an autumn look with a dusty green, orange, and yellow. I love it. I think for Halloween Horror Nights, we're going to dress like we're from the craft or something. I'm not 100% sure yet, but there will definitely be costumes. It's not a direct connection, so this transition might be a little less than perfect. But recently on TikTok, I met this demon puppet named Lucy Ball. We became mutuals. We did a live together and just sort of bonded over content creation. Lucy's handler, Robin, is a lifelong horror fan, a recent puppet enthusiast, and just the nicest human. I feel like I say that a lot on here, but dang, I've, I've gotten to know some really charming humans. And demons, for that matter. Anyway... Here's the interview. 
So, as promised, we're here with Robin, otherwise known as Lucy Ball. Yeah, is that how you pronounce it, or do you have to like really draw the ball? Um, no, you know, I normally go for a Lucy Ball thing. Um, it, it makes the joke come across a little. Yeah, better. that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lucy Ball. Okay. Um, yeah. So, for people who don't know who you are, give me the shtick. What do you got? Well, uh, who I am is of little consequence. I'm just some guy, but I'm the uh, vessel for Lucy Ball. Uh, if you're on TikTok, I may have popped up for you, but he's just a little demonic puppet. Talks about scary movies and uh, what it's like to have a demon living in your house. Yeah. How did you become connected to Lucy? Well, it's like a weird kind of roundabout way to get there, but I got into puppetry when I was like really little, funny enough in a church, you know, um, I think that was the first time I got my hand in a puppet and, you know, child of the nineties, I had all these like Muppets tonight and Sesame street tapes handed down from my cousins that I, I, my parents would sit me down, stick them in there and that shut me up for a little bit. And I've just always been super into him and high school came around. I got into our puppetry club and we would go to like. Uh, nursing homes and hospitals and do little shows. And then I kind of fell out of it and was just doing some other stuff and the world shut down. And once the world shut down, I was talking with my partner about how I was like, I think I'm going to build a puppet. I think I'm going to build a puppet and get back into that. And he kicked some stuff back to me like, well, yeah, you could build one. But by the time you've bought all the stuff to build one and tried to like, you're probably not going to like be as pleased with the final result as if you just found somebody to build one. And then it's like the stars lined up and an artist I follow on Twitter was like, I'm opening up for puppet commissions. So if anybody wants one, I do stick and rod or, um, you know, cookie monster style ones. And it was, yeah, it was just a, uh, an infernal blessing. I'll call it because we jumped in and got a commission slot. And then a few months later, that little guy uh, came to us. <laughs> That's so awesome. And it really is like startling when you see it in person. Yeah. I, my first thought was like, whoa, it's bigger. I, I keep yeah. saying it, but is it she? Is it he? Um, well, Does if you, it matter? If you, he has a whole spiel about this thing. But uh, to make things easier on our puny human brains uh, he uses he him pronouns oh okay yeah yeah cool but yeah that's that's what i thought too when it came like the guy who made it that's melvin jarvis a freaky farm on all the socials uh when he sent me pictures of it i was like oh that's perfect that's awesome and i thought it was going to be like like a little kermit you would buy at a store and sure. then when i got the box out of my p.o box or when i got the card out of my p.o box and had to go to the desk they bring this huge box out i was like whoa what the hell <laughs> And yeah, I, I was also shocked at how huge that little guy is. I was shocked he didn't come in a coffin. Well, you know, that, down the road, down the road. Yeah. Wow, that's all so exciting. So you've done puppetry before this? Like, have you done it professionally? Oh, no. I'm not a professional anything. Um, <laughs> but no, I've, I've always like, I always would terrorize my family with just little characters and voices and stuff. And I would just stick a sock on or find anything and... uh like those little things you do your hand like this, you know, it, Yeah, I, I say like this to an audio recording. Yeah, like a finger elephant. Yeah, and you yeah. put like, they have like a little squirrel head that goes here and little hands. And I would patter around and mess with my mom and sister sure. like, yeah, it's gonna, you know. So it's just always been an outlet that I've really enjoyed. And when I had an opportunity to like do a little more with it, I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And it took off quicker and more heavily than I ever expected it to. 
Yeah. Well, it's it's super engaging. I mean, the second I came across your feed, I was like, oh, yes, 100 <laughs> percent. I'm believing that this is real and I'm leaning in, you know, and and the, the whole accent. It sounds like maybe it's a part of your natural way that you speak slightly. His his speech pattern is definitely just how I talk. But I'm from North Carolina. That accent. Ain't nowhere around there, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say it's more like Long Island. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's as close to hell as I think you can get. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to New York. No, my grandparents but, grew up there, but yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I don't know. That's just, um, that's one of my go-to like voices when I would do bits with my friends would just be, Oh, this guy right here, you know? And so when I was jamming ideas for him, that was just the voice that stuck, especially when you name him Lucy. It's yeah. just absurd. You know? So why a demon? Because they're cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty much it. Like, yeah, I've got Baphomet statues and all this stuff all in my house. So it's just always been a, a big part of one of the aesthetics I'm drawn to. Yeah. And I just think there's something really funny about like, it's a demon. It, he's like a little Baphomet, but he's just like some little guy. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I just think it's a fun thing. Yeah, I love a little guy. Yeah, I, do you yeah. have dogs? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I got yeah. two. They're, they're, they're little guys. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. whether they're guys or girls, they're little guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when did you get started on TikTok? Oh, February of last year. Yeah. Wow, so specific. Yeah, well, I, I, I know because it was right after. Well, no, that's a lie. I got started on TikTok. I don't know, maybe six months before that, a little bit before that, even maybe. I saw this picture of Kermit the Frog and he was like, he's sitting at a table kind of like this one, like he's at a deposition. Yeah. And it was like a meme. It was like a conspiracy meme. So I took it and voiced it because people tell me I've got a decent Kermit. I'm going to embarrass myself and try. But the, the meme was something along the lines of like, the earth is flat. I don't care what anybody says. Debate me. <laughs> And that was the first one. It's so, good. yeah, it's good. My, my, thank you. Uh, so, my first TikTok was Crackpot Kermit, and I would just take conspiracy theorist memes and put Kermit on them and read them out in his little voice. Yeah. Cool. And that went a little bit, and I quit doing it because um, you draw out some serious people when you make those kind of jokes, you know? Uh -huh. So, I like laid off of that. And then when Lucy came around. I was like, okay, now I can get you back into, into this. Less and, controversial, yeah, like yeah. Satanism and demons. And, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, family-friendly stuff, yeah. <laughs> so how many followers do you have now? Uh, 77,000 at my last check, yeah. Yeah, that's, what's that feel like? You know, I, I don't want to um, diminish it, right? Because, like, it's huge. It, it's crazy to me. Never thought it would go anywhere. But when I see some other folks, you, some other people, that, that you know, Numbers that kind of dwarf mine. I'm like ah, seventy seven thousand. That's rookie numbers. But if I went onto my like little porch at my apartment and saw seventy seven thousand people yeah. in front of me, I would like lose my mind. Yeah. So it's it's just crazy. I I never would have thought it would happen like I that. I use that analogy when I get bummed that I only got like five hundred views on something yeah, that I made. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't want all those people in my house watching it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and I like I appreciate the uh, admiration for the numbers. I feel like I got in at a very specific time and felt an immediate rush. And then I also have the benefit of being a cinematographer and having access to like really high quality, like lights and cameras and stuff. And so oh, I yeah. feel like I kind of cheated the system a little bit yeah. and I got this first big rush. And then December of last year, everything stopped like 
grinded to a halt until like a couple of weeks ago. There was like no growth. There was nothing happening, which is why I think part of it is like getting in early at the right time or something. Cause oh, yeah. I like rode that initial wave. And I think something shifted because a lot of the other content creators that were around the same timing as me got the same sort of like wall that they hit, which was super weird. And then I told you earlier today, I was interviewing Quiet Room Bears official and, and they 1.6 million. And I never thought, and also Tizzy, have you ever come across Tizzy Entertainment? I'm sure I I'd he's, never he's pay got attention like to a gray names. beard and he's he does a lot of like political stuff. And like if someone's doing something wrong, he'll like shout them out on his platform. Yeah, yeah. He's got like millions of views. Those guys just responded and were like, yeah, we'll do stuff with you. And it blew my mind because I was like, the, you're in the millions. You don't have to talk to me at all. <laughs> like, you know, like, who am I? I'm, I'm a measly little 275. <laughs> what, what, what could I do? I yeah. know. The numbers are so, they're impressive. They're dumb. They're meaningless. They're meaningful. But like, man, you get hung on them. Like, oh. And I've noticed that it's like, and we talked about this before too, but it's, it, there's like, it's like cyclical. There's like waves to it. I'll notice like, I'll jump on a video that, even if it's not like a trend or whatever, something will just hit and there's like a huge way. Like I'll go to bed and wake up and it's a huge wave of like new followers and views and stuff. And that'll ride for a few days and then it tapers back down to like my usual crowd, you know? And yeah, it just comes and goes in waves. I used to get really hung up on it, but now I'm just thankful I get to play with a puppet and people like it. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you like, how do you deal with those lows? Man, (laughs) I, it really like, I don't know. It doesn't really phase me that much. Like I, I like I want it to do really well. You know, there's a lot I'd like to do with this little guy beyond just making funny TikToks. Yeah. But I don't know. I, like I, I got hung up on it when I first started doing it because uh, in in my early push was when that Lil Nas X video came out for "Call Me by Your Name" yeah. where it goes down the stripper pole, and there was one I did where Lucy is berating a person in the pit. Um, if you've been around my channel, the pit is like a threat I threaten people with. And like it's <laughs> it's the the place in hell you go when you don't return your shopping cart to the cart corral. You know, it's like it's for the really bad folks. But uh, it's like a get back in the pit. You get back in the pit right now. And then the the call me when you want goes down. Like, <laughs> what was that? Anyway, hey, like I told you, and that one blew up huge. Yeah. And. I got really into how many people came in and then a lot of stuff didn't click after that. And I was kind of bummed out and yeah, I I don't really remember what made it click, but something was like, man, it don't matter. You're having fun. So like, just keep at it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing. Like the, the reason we got into this in the first place is to have fun and like do something we actually care about. And then these numbers start flashing in front of your eyes and you're like, you know, zombie going towards them. Like, (laughs) oh, yeah, I must need more numbers, more follows. Next dopamine rush. Go, go, go. Have you found yourself at all going down the the, like the side path to hell of of like getting niched into like stuff you don't want to make, but like you're making it because you're like, oh, it's what the people want. You know, not really. Um, I've lucked out in that like my first creative background was like I was in a bunch of punk bands and stuff and none of them ever took off anywhere. So I'm really, punk bands do. yeah, that's yeah. how it goes. You know, <laughs> you have like 10 fans that are people you were in school with and then 
they're the only people that remember. Wait, what's your best? Uh, sorry, what's your best uh, punk band name that you were in? Jane Doe and the Misery Loves Company. Oh, uh, that's great. Yeah, that was a really good one. I was in a freestyle hardcore band, and we only called it freestyle because we had no idea what the lead screamer was saying. <laughs> um, but uh, we were called Strength in the Frontline that's in high sick. school. Yeah, that's yeah. a great hardcore name. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely wear some cutoff jorts and like crowd kill somebody to that band. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I was just really used to like putting something out that I thought was fun and if somebody likes it, they're going to like it. And if they don't, they don't. So, yeah. you know, yeah, it's nothing new. <laughs> Do you still play music at all? A little bit. I, I really pushed and like tried to make it my career for a while there, but it made me just hate playing my guitar, you know? Oh, yeah. So yeah, I, I'd still pick it up. Um, my mom really likes to hear me play. So it, she's in North Carolina. So I'll yeah. like FaceTime her and play some guitar every now and again. Oh, but, that's nice. Yeah, it's just a cool little hobby to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to be the singer of the group. I went to school for musical theater and I, every time I was home, it was singing in the church band and yeah, like, yeah. you know, have a dinner party. It's like, come on, Josh, sing that Incubus song you like, you know? <laughs> uh, what, what, you do drive? You do drive? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I did drive. I did the hell out of drive. <laughs> Actually, one of my worst memories ever was like the first time I ever really drank. And it was 17, I think, or 18. And my parents were like, you can have one glass of wine. And so it was like a New Year's party, yeah, yeah like a church New Year's party. And uh, <laughs> so everyone from church is there. And so was the house owner's son who was in college. And he was like, it's still one glass if you never reach the bottom. And had me drink like 12 <laughs> glasses of red wine. And then my dad was like, come sing Incubus. <laughs> and I blacked out while singing it and came to just shredding on an acoustic guitar <laughs> and thinking like, this sounds so fucking good. Sounds so good. And like, I'm sure everyone just staring at me. And then I blacked out again and came to, and I was pouring a can of Sprite into my lap in one of their easy chairs. And then I blacked out and came to, this is a terrible story. Why am I telling this? And it's I was, a great church story. Though. And I was hanging out the window of the car being like, mom, look at the birds. Cause there was like this sign with 3d letters and it was like cold and night and the birds were nesting in like the O and the U and stuff. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> My parents were very kind about it though. They just gave me the next morning, just a, just a little head shake. And then yeah. we were, that I'm was like, it. Bet you won't do that again. <laughs> yeah, will you? I'll learn my yeah. lesson. <laughs> Man, um, that's that's big brain plays though. It's not more than one glass if you don't empty it. I'm gonna hold on to that. That's yeah, maybe stuff. not. Man, I just, it was not a good lesson. <laughs> Do you come across other puppets on TikTok? Oh, totally. Um, because I've come across one. Who? Uh, Phineas. Um, Phine yeah, yeah, yeah. So I come across a lot. Um, TikTok's algorithm is so good, and it, you know, so good that it's got a lot of people scared of them. But <laughs> yeah, so I've get puppets thrown at me a lot, and. There was a while where I was making it a point where I would like follow just about any puppet that I came across and that'll bite you as we've seen from some of the puppets on TikTok. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's a couple um, just going to casually name drop. There's a friend of mine in Chicago. No, you were there recently, yeah. but uh, he's Chad the Bird on TikTok. He's a stand up comedian in Chicago. Chicago's premier puppet comedian. Wow. Uh, and so he and I do a lot of stuff together and there's a ton of other ones, but he's the one I'm kind of closest to. But yeah, there, there's, it blows me away how many puppets are out there on TikTok. That's wild. I've got two, you know, and that's yeah, all yeah. I've ever seen. So I'm like, oh, this, these are the puppet guys. These are guys like breaking new ground and being <laughs> puppets. <laughs> so it's, oh man, that's so funny. Of course, of course there's a whole yeah, and it's that th where their algorithm is so good. If they peg you as a puppet guy, like you're going to be flooded with yeah. different puppets. And yeah, it's outrageous. I just got interviewed for a piece with the Daily Dot. 
about like the puppet TikTok boom and and how there's so many out there. Oh wow! Even then, I didn't know there were that many until like somebody else said it, and I was like, yeah, you know what? There's there's a lot. There are a lot of them out there. Are you uh, so you're obviously on Puppet Talk? Are you also on Horror Talk? Yeah, that, that's, yeah. My for you is primarily like videos of bands and then like horror channels and puppets that's like and then like stand-up comedians that's like the four things that yeah I like that sounds through. like a dream i get like uh so i get the horror stuff for sure i get the really niche horror stuff i get a lot of like non-binary and queer content mm-hmm. which i'm totally into and i feel like i feel like it's because every time i come across someone who's like just being themselves and like being out there i'm like yes follow i don't yeah, even care yeah. if you only have 12 followers and you only make content once a month it's just so into it because because I'm, I'm going through that change myself with the, the nail polish and like experimenting with clothing and everything. Yeah, yeah. And then, oh, what else do I have? I, I get a little bit of stand-up comedians. I try not to spend too much time because I don't want to be bombarded yeah, with it, but and, I'm always happy And it goes dark it. fast. It yeah, goes dark it fast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what my fourth thing would be. I guess it's probably political stuff, but it's not like heavy political stuff like my wife's TikTok. Hers is like very much like just fight the fight the fight and i get like some of it because i think she sends me stuff but mine's more of like okay this is the one thing you need to know about this here's some news yeah 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) so we'll come back to content creation a little bit at the end but i want to know about your horror journey so like when when did you become a fan of horror when i crawled out of my mother (laughs) yeah it's it's (laughs) it's been a lifelong thing like I don't know. I was a very scared child, like for sure stuff terrified me, but it wasn't like horror movie stuff that terrified me. It was like clowns or like, I don't know, weird little thing like that scene in Roger Rabbit where they run Judge Doom over. Yeah. Gave me nightmares for forever. But like stick on Friday the 13th. I'm I'm chilling. (laughs) But yeah, my mom was like really into horror movies. So she luckily trusted me enough to be like, you can understand that this is like fake. It's all fun. And yeah, they really didn't put a lot of uh, limits on what I was able to look at. And yeah, so before horror movies, I was really into like ghost stories and urban legends and stuff like that, like scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah. All about it. So (laughs) when, so I got that book, I think from my elementary school library in like first or second grade and was hooked. And like my kindergarten class, the teacher's aide, when we'd have nap time and lay our little towels out. She would put these records on that were just these old timey ghost stories like that stuff like Emily, I'm on the first step. Emily, I'm on the third step. She would play that while kindergartners were trying to take a nap. And I, it just, I think it ruined me. I think it ruined me. <laughs> or fixed you. Yeah, either one. You know, yeah. it set me up to where I am. But and, you oh know, I always tell people I've got like a whole family of black sheep. Um, we're all just a little weird. And my older cousins were really into horror and they would show me stuff and so it was so you don't really have like a first no well my, I do, my first was scream um whoa yeah because and that's it, a weird it, first it, it, it had like just come out my parents rented it and one of those weird things i was afraid of i never liked to sleep in my room alone so i would like have a little quilt on the floor in the living room and my parents would be watching tv or whatever and i'd fall asleep and they rented scream and i remember them being like i don't know if you need to watch this one but i was like under my little quilt and you know yeah. eyeballing it without them really knowing so that was that one was my first one at least scenes of it and then the first one i sat all the way through i think was scream 2 wow i i've never heard 
I've never heard that because usually for people, it's either like one of the super campy slashers or or like a creature feature. But there's something I, I find at least like very frightening about Ghostface because yeah. he's like he's scrappy and violent or he he I think of him as an entity, really. Yeah. You know, so I say he but I know it's it's various people. But I, I, I see that character of Ghostface is like scrappy and violent and like reckless. Yeah. And that's what makes it really scary. <laughs> Really scary. Yeah, it's he's one of the ones that you could most see being like a guy you hear about on like a true crime show. Mm-hmm. He's like the closest to a real serial killer that a lot of those slasher movie characters go for. Maybe it wasn't a great choice for a little six-year-old Robin, but <laughs> I love that movie to this day. So, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Well, you seem like really kind-hearted. It doesn't seem oh, like well. you turned into a serial oh, killer you yourself. Stop unless, it. you know, <laughs> help. Um, but <laughs> Ooh. oh boy, um, I knew we were gonna have fun tonight. So, man, that's just I, I can't get over that it was Scream. Yeah, yeah. So I remember before I watched a lot of movies, uh, we would go to the video store a lot, which feels like a weird thing that the video store is like a relic now that like people our age remember it, and then the people like right under us really don't, you know. But I would go to the video store to like get like Genesis games to rent for the week. And to get to the video games, you had to walk through the horror section in Pokeville, North Carolina's go video. I think that's a vacant lot now, Yeah, but you would have to walk straight past all the horror tapes. And I remember being like transfixed by the art, which through TikTok I learned is another like super universal thing yeah. among horror fans is like that early memory of uh, like, you always remember the box art that like ugh, freaked you out. Like, Mine was Jack Frost, um, that like campy trash boat of a movie about the killer snowman. And the the box art is like lenticular. So when you are walking up to it, it looks like a friendly little snowman. They're like, why is this friendly little snowman in the horror section? Yeah. And then as you walk past it, it gets all gnarly. I remember that. Yeah. That that terrified me so bad. Yeah. I didn't watch that movie until I was like 18 years old because the box art scared me so bad. (laughs) Yeah, I've come across, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but there have been moments where people are like, watch this film. And I'm like, oh, really? Like, I I saw that on the shelf in the movie store, like so many times and just walked past it because of the cover. I know one of them is, um, it's that movie about frogging. And the cover is like clay mask that looks like a frog. Anyway, uh, that, so you're checking my bona fides and I, I don't know. know no, one, no, but I, I, obviously I don't either. I made a whole video about it because I was so blown away. I keep wanting to say don't look now, but I don't, I don't think that's right. But it doesn't matter. I, I've seen the the box. People say like, you know, watch this. I'm like, ah, I saw it in the, the movie store all the time. Walk past it and I finally watch it. And I'm like, OK, now I'm connecting. Yeah, say, yeah <laughs> the, the box art sucks, but the movie's great. <laughs> yeah. And I think that weird box art thing, it's like a tale as old as horror media is. You know, you yeah. go back to like pulp magazines and like the EC comics or any of that. There's always that like weird sensational art on there that i don't know it it serves its purpose and makes you pick up the movie yeah yeah Yeah. and now we get it in like t-shirt forms and poster forms and you get variations that different artists do on them and i just love all that stuff oh yeah the Um, the the t-shirtification of like horror design is sweet there's so much cool stuff out there now yeah yeah i'm in chicago i i posted that video about um the house of horror up there and the t-shirts they had in there were just like blowing my mind i could have lost my entire paycheck in there because oh, yeah. it's so unique. Yeah, that's um man, I'm I'm shaking for midsummer tomorrow because that's most of the halls are just like 
you see a booth and you're like, oh, wow, that's really cool. And you go to the next one. You're like, oh, my God, that's really cool. Oh. And then next thing you know, you've spent three hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have to be careful because I'm getting my wife and I are getting tattoos on Monday. So I need oh. to, like, have cash in my bank. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a rough weekend to go to a horror con. Well, can I trade you a sweet the thing T-shirt for a tattoo? Is that cool? <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'd do that. (laughs) Not the thing. (laughs) So did Scream become your favorite horror property or do you have another one? Um, No, I think my favorite one is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Really? Um, Yeah. There's something about the like grimy, dirty Southness of it that like I'm super into. Scream, I think where I saw it so young and watched it so much, I don't want to say I've burnt myself out on it because like I, I still love it. But I don't know. There's just something about it that like I like the movies fine, but not enough to where I'd be like, that's that's my one. Sure. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. I for the longest time was saying the thing was my favorite. But then after going on all these podcasts and having to talk about myself and like tell stories, I've deduced that the ring is actually my favorite. Oh, yeah. That's another really good one. Yeah. Because it's my comfort movie. It's like if I'm sick, I want to watch the ring. I don't want to watch the thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like the thing has its place and it really changed me when I saw it. But it's not it's not the ring. Yeah, man. I remember when the ring came out. I think I was like 12 or 13, something like that. And somebody had put a rip of like the tape online. Yeah. And I was old enough to know better, but I watched it and was like, oh my God, I'm going to get the phone call. I'm going to be dead. That's it. That's it. That's it for me. Because God, it was scary. And again, at the risk of my bona fides, I think the American one is better than Ringu. I do too. Yeah. I, I do too. I don't know if it's because I saw it first or because I know there are people, but or if it's just my taste, but I really love, I, I just really, I'm, I'm pausing because I talk about the ring so much, but I, <laughs> get out of your head, Josh. I love it so much because it's, it's a detective story by someone who's not actually a detective. It's like a journalism story. It's like, it's creepy, but it's not scary the whole time, mm-hmm. you know? And people think of it as this like, ultimate horror movie but it really has like a big scare at the beginning and at the end and then some like fucked up shit in between <laughs> and it's great atmosphere like yeah. they they where it has that rep i think the reason it has that reputation is they do a really good job of like they hit you with that cold open scare and they keep you waiting for that one at the end and it's so tense that you feel like it could be anywhere in there it's like all rules are off like it could be coming at any moment and you never yeah. really know it because there's so few scares in there. And especially for the time it came out, you're like conditioned to be like, where's the next hit? Where's the scare at? Yeah. And then they give you all the clues in the beginning when you see the video and then you're picking up on the clues as you go along. Yeah. It's a great, like, you know, give your audience a and C and let them you yeah, know, come up with B. It's like, um, I know people are kind of coming down on this way of making movies a lot now because we've gotten into this like artsy type place with horror movies, but like it's a perfect puzzle box of a movie because mm-hmm. you can start it and be like, oh, this is going to da 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 da. And then it like all comes together and it gives you everything you need to lay it all out for yourself. Yeah. I love that. I love that about 90s movies. And and it was, I think because it was so early in the 2000s, was it like 2003 or something like that? I think so, yeah. It, it, it like carried the, the, the core things that I love about like, I don't know. I don't know. All, all the movies. In that. I, I can't think of a single one off the top of my head because that's how my brain works. But, yeah. you know, like even Jurassic Park has the same kind of like ideas moving through the plot. Mm-hmm. And just like the way it paces itself. Yeah. 
What did you What did you think of the 2022 uh, Texas Chainsaw? It was fun. It was yeah. fun. Yeah, like I think if so, the thing people always do when you take like a classic property like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Halloween or whatever, and somebody comes out with like their version of it, even like when you do a remake, especially, but even when you do this like requel, reboot cool, whatever you want to call it type mm-hmm. of thing everybody's going to carry this baggage of like, well, it's not going to be Toby Hooper's 1974 classic. I'll tell you that much right now. (laughs) And, and it's like, you, you don't give it a chance to like be its own movie because you're already stacking it against like what everybody says is one of the greatest horror movies ever made. So, and that's like the through line for all of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's like the first one is this like crazy, dreadful, wild movie. And the second one is like wild, but in a totally different way with like the comedy and all that. And then they get weird with like the the Matthew McConaughey one and then like the heavy metal Leatherface one. They get like sort of weird there and then they stop. And then there's that. uh, Oh, man, the actor's name is leaving me. But that early 2000s remake um, mm-hmm. that I think it's is that a Michael Bay picture, but that early remake is like really good and everybody crapped on it for like years and years Whoa. because it, it it's not the original. It's a totally different movie, but it's awesome. And when I have friends that have never seen Texas Chainsaw and they want to check it out, I play them the remake before I play the original because the original one has this reputation for being so brutal and all this stuff, but a lot really doesn't happen. It's yeah. like, it's like an A24 of its time, like super slow, and all the like violent stuff that is in there, you have to fill in a lot of the blanks. Like it's virtually a bloodless movie, yeah. but it's splattered on the walls. They got buckets to catch it and there's bones everywhere. So you fill in all the gore for yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that early 2000s one is like somebody who's more conditioned to that type of horror movie is going to connect to it a lot faster than this weird grainy I got to watch that because I've only seen the first and the last. Yeah. And okay. I, I really enjoyed actually the, the newer one because of the cinematography. I thought it, it was like beautifully gorgeous. shot. Yeah. yeah. That was Which awesome. Is crazy because they're like cutting people's faces off. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> but I have a copy on DVD that I found at a thrift store of the early 2000s one and it unfolds to the full size oh, of a chainsaw blade. You do not have that. Yeah, I'll That's show you. Awesome. It's in my office. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I need, I need to pop it in the old uh, DVD Oh yeah. You got to watch that one. It's good. It's good. Right, so so yeah texas chainsaw is known as being like super grisly are there any genres that you don't watch or you don't you know that you stay away from? um i'll i'll watch anything once because like you you gotta see it to have an opinion um there's mm. stuff i don't like to see for sure like i i don't like really gratuitous sexual assault stuff like yeah. i'm not a big fan of the rape revenge type movies yeah. um like last house on the left is a classic it's like super important to like grindhouse and exploitation film history but man, I, I, I don't really like it. Like when when they did the remake of that one, I remember being in a Barnes and Noble and reading through a Fangoria and they had an interview with the director and it had some of the like SFX gore pictures like in the panels. And I remember taking it to my mom and sister and being like, we have got to get tickets to go see this movie tonight. We have got to go. Mom never saw the original Last House. My sister was like 12 and I had never seen the original Last House. Oh, I just no. saw all this crazy cool gore. And we go to the theater and we watch it. And then there's that scene in the woods. And it was immensely uncomfortable. 
but I got to respect what the movie does, but I don't like to see stuff like that. You know, yeah. I, I'm not into the like Serbian film thing. Um, I, I won't even Google what that's about because I've gotten the vibe from people, you, you know, know, it's, it's a, it's a weird thing, right? Like, I don't want to come across as a Serbian film defender because that's like such no, a bad look. Here and, we it's, go. and it's not like, yeah, yeah, here we go, folks. But and it's it's not a good movie and I wouldn't recommend somebody watch it. But it has a point it's trying to make in a really bad way. And at the end of the day, all of the atrocious stuff it puts you through is all fake. It's all movie magic. All the actors are adults, even if they're not portraying adults, the exception of like the one child in the movie but so it's all like fake movie magic stuff and then people will like talk trash on serbian film out of one side of their mouth and praise cannibal holocaust out of the other where Mm -hmm. they're like abusing Mm -hmm. animals on screen and stuff so like it's not good don't watch it don't google it but like (laughs) it's yeah i'm I'm talking to you out there (laughs) stop it i know you're thinking about it don't do it but yeah it's it's got a place for someone i'm sure yeah, but I, I'm just not into that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. So outside of entertainment and all of that, have you ever had a paranormal experience? I think so. That whole thing is so strange, right? Like at the time, were you questioning it also, or is it just because time has oh, passed? At the time it happened, I was like, "It's a ghost." That's yeah, because I find like I, I told you as we were walking in, I've done some ghost hunting with people in Minnesota, and I found that like I'd have these really intense personal experiences and shared experiences with the group, and then like six months will go by, and I'll be like, "Yeah, but you know, it was like nighttime." Yeah, who knows? Yeah. And that's I've always kept an open mind to things beyond human comprehension like there's got to be more than like the table or something you know what i mean yeah and and i grew up in the south so like ghost stories and hoodoo and folklore is like such a big part of the culture down there and i grew up going to this church that was like 250 years old and uh, my family would all like take care of it we would go clean it you know and stuff like that and everybody had a story about like, oh, you know, I was vacuuming up in the hallway and I heard people talking in the sanctuary um, and nobody is in the sanctuary. We're the only people there. Or like my cousins would always talk about hearing footsteps in the floor above. And they had these old wooden doors with this old pane glass in it. And they make this really, really specific sound when they close. Mm -hmm. And a cousin of mine and I were getting ready for like a banquet the church was hosting or something. And we had to go from like, the gathering area out into the church down into the basement to get like serving pans or something. And we go up this like staircase and we open the door and we're trying to figure out who's going to go first. Cause like our family's told us these stories for forever. And we're like, man, this place is haunted. I don't know. And we're standing there looking at each other. And then you just hear one of those doors like slam shut super hard. And I looked over at her and she looked over at me and we were both like, did you do that? No, did you do that? So we booked it, you know, and that's, yeah, that's been the most like, I can't explain how that happened thing that's happened. But I've been in a ton of places where you just like, you can feel it. You know what I mean? Like 
go into a room and you just sort of like feel the vibe. Yeah. Like, Man, there's something weird. Yeah. About like this an play. electric heaviness. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's just a tingle to it. I yeah. can't really explain, but no, the, the best I've ever gotten to is like when you're in the library, as you do, and you, you know how often we're all <laughs> yeah, in libraries. You remember libraries, yeah. kids. No, but like when you're a kid and you're in the library and you feel like the back of your neck get hot and you turn and someone's staring at you and yeah. you're like, Whoa, what was that? Like that's, yeah, that's, it's, that's the feeling. Of, yeah. It's like the, the watch kind of feeling yeah. yeah so what do you think happens after we die man ain't that the question <laughs> yeah. ain't that the question i don't know i think we just repeat and repeat and repeat until we learn everything there is to learn and then we go back to where it all started i don't know that's that's like from my life experiences that's kind of what i think but i think the way i think about like a ghost is when you do something you know if you walk the same track of the floor there's a track in the floor where you walk. Mm -hmm. So I think if you spend a lot of time in a place, especially a place where there's a lot of emotions or a lot of like energy or presence that you put into a place, I think something of that sticks around like an echo that other people may be able to experience if they're open to it. Cool. I love this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the last little section here before we bring out the demons <laughs> is kind of like a rapid fire kind of wrap up here. And then we're going to we're going to bring out Lucy. All right. Um, so so what have you learned on your content creation journey so far? I've learned. That it's the friends you make along the way. No, I've learned that I've learned a lot that like a really niche lesson I've picked up is this like horror community has gotten so huge. It's outrageous. Like I remember growing up being like the horror guy and there were like maybe two or three other people that I could like get psyched to go and rent a bunch of videos and check them out. And now it's like, it's like instead of getting into bands, you get into movies, you know, it's like, it seems like it's changed over that way. And it's just blown my mind to see like how far reaching that's gotten. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like, it was kind of isolating to like spooky stuff when there was no internet. Yeah. And, and, and even like, I, you know, up until a couple of years ago, maybe it's just cause I found my place on TikTok, and I never really found that on, on Instagram or YouTube or Facebook or like any of that stuff. Or maybe mm-hmm. it's that things are like actually different, but it, it just feels like my people. Yeah. You know? And I think it can be both, you know, um, horror films have always made like a ton of money. There are like, studios are like well it's cheap and people go see them so i I don't mean to say it's always been this tiny little group of people but like the folks who are really into it you know um it seems like that's gotten so huge and i think that like the widespread of the internet has a big piece of that because like everybody it's like the whole world is your neighbor in your pocket yeah you know and so it's a lot easier to like say join a Facebook group for like movie maniacs and yeah. it's like a bunch of people that like these weird movies that people always are like what are you talking about when you ask them about them and now you can just like look it up on your TV and watch yeah. it like I'm watching films that I never even heard of from the 80s that have nobody specific in them yeah. and, you know and they just before that were on a tape somewhere in a basement or something you know or like on a film reel and maybe never made it to a tape yeah. Tokyo Gore Police is on Tubi for free right now. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. See, I had to I had to get a sketchy torrent of that movie in like 2011 or whatever to watch it. And and now you can just 
pop it up on your TV and being like, somebody said Tokyo Gore Police? What's that all about? I'm, I, that's on the short list now. Oh, yeah. You, you got to check that one out. It's something else. So what keeps you going? What keeps you creating stuff? Um, it's something I've always wanted to do, I think, is the biggest thing. Like, here comes my big head moment. But a thing I've always like liked about myself is um, if I get an idea for something, I'm going to sink my teeth in and I'm going to like pit bull. Like, I'm not going to let go of it until... I do the thing I set out to do, whether it's like going to be a big thing that a bunch of people check out or if it's something that I have on a disc on my shelf that like 10 people see when I get a hair to do something, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I've always wanted to like get into the like horror reviewing or like horror community type of thing, like growing up on like Elvira's movie macabre or like monster vision and stuff. I've always wanted to be a horror host, like mystery science theater. Yeah. So I got my little guy and I was like, I'm I'm just going to do it. Yeah, I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you wish the average viewer knew about you? Oh, God, that's tough. I try to like, I try to keep myself pretty separate from mm-hmm. the thing because like it's his show. I'm just the vessel. Yeah. But I don't know. I want, I guess I would want people to know that like, I'm just doing this from a place of like, I got so sick of, and again, this is something we've also talked about. I think that drew me to your channel when you first came across my for you page was there's so many people who will like, somebody's like, Oh yeah, I think horror movies are pretty cool. And someone's like, Oh, well, have you seen Bimbo Bloodbath six from, from 1984, <laughs> the director's cut on like, you know, laser disc. And you're like, no, oh, that's required viewing, dude. You're not, you're not really with it until you go out there. And, like, I hate that attitude so yeah. much because, like, it doesn't get anybody. It doesn't make you look good. And it doesn't get anybody to check out these cool movies that we all, like, have gathered around. And you want your movies to be seen, right? Like, yeah. you want more people to know about it, more revenue to go to the creators, whatever. Like, it deserves to. They make them to be seen. So, like, why are you being all weird about it? Yeah. So. That's the biggest thing I want people to know is I come to this out of a place of like, this stuff is crazy and we got to share it. Are there ever days that you want to quit? Oh, no. No? No. I love that. No, man. It's, I've, I don't know. I was a theater kid. Yeah. You talked about musical theater and stuff. I was, I've always been a performer type and I found a way to do it without having to like, put my face out there and be like, Ooh, I'm an actor or whatever. And yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can't see myself quitting. You know, I've, I've got like the day job and all that. And this is like my thing. It's like what I pour my creative juice into. Yeah. What advice do you have for people who want to make content of their own? Do it, go out and make it. Just don't think about it, but do it. Find a way. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you know, the Shia LaBeouf thing, like, just do it. Don't, don't let your dreams be dreams. Go out there and grab it. Like that's corny and all, but that, that is what it is at the same time. Like if you sit and think like, uh, I want to do this thing, but I don't think it's going to be very good. And, uh, I don't think anybody's going to really like it and or whatever. Like, nah, don't, don't beat yourself before you get out of the gates. Just like jump out of the train and run. Yeah. Cause that's the only way you're going to get there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Where do you want to go with your stuff next? Well, the the big play, uh, and I, I've got some gears turning on it. 
well, Lucy wants to be a director at the end of the day. Uh, I've, got, I've got a couple of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's Hollywood, baby. Big personality, yeah, big dreams. But, uh, but, you know, I've, I've got a couple of screenplays that I've, I'm churning out. I've got one that's done and a couple that are in the process. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't care if, like I said earlier, I don't care if 10 people see it or if a bunch of people see it. I have some movies in here that I want to get out. And if I can show them at a con one day, that would be sick. Yeah. If you had no limitations, if you could snap your fingers, money's not a thing and do the one thing that you want to be doing, what is it? Making movies. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's snap our fingers and turn into something weird. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for having me, man. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here. Yeah. How was the trip from where, where do you stay when you're not, you know, animate? Oh, well, you know, I mostly post up around Temecula, honestly. It's the closest place to hell I could find. And, well, it's it's not so bad. You know, we got the wineries, and, and that's about it. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> do you get many uh, movie theaters up there? Uh, we got uh, we got one pretty good, nice one. Um, it's got the reclining seats and a full kitchen. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. So I want to go back to the beginning here. So what made you want to get on TikTok? Um, well, initially it was to spread my infinal message of world domination, uh -huh. but you know, with making videos about horror movies, that's just a lot easier. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. And it kind of, you know, uh, loosely spreads the same messaging. Sort of, sort of. You know, a lot of horror movies actually have like a really, really strong Christian slant and I personally take offense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do, you, do you shout that stuff out on your channel? Eh, not much. I try to keep it light, you know, but uh, when it comes up, it comes up. What's your ideal horror movie? My ideal horror movie, uh, well, it's got to have a lot of pretty camera work and, mm. and the acting has to be good or at least so bad that it's fun. But like not like you're trying to be bad, you know, but uh, also um, it's got to have a horrible bleak ending. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I kind of love those. Have you seen, um, oh, what is it, Black Mountain Slide? Whoa, I haven't. What's that all about? Oh, it's uh, it's kind of based, uh, roughly the setup is based around the thing. So it's like a bunch of scientists out in the middle of nowhere in the snow, and uh, they have this like monolith that they found. And then there's like a talking, standing up deer. I feel like you'd really like it. Whoa, that sounds crazy. You but say that, that's Black Mountain Slide? Black Mountain Slide, and it is a bleak ending, and it's amazing hey hey you down there put that on the list we're watching that one <laughs> sorry about that you gotta keep them in its place you yeah know? yeah i know i, I yeah <laughs> do you have any questions for me i feel like so we did the tiktok live a little while ago and with like all the comments going on and and the delay like a little bit of delay felt like you know we didn't miss our moment but i, I feel like here we are in the in the felt yeah you know? oh i like that i like that um, well, don't worry. I'm not trying to fleece you. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> come on, guy. Come on. But uh, I do got to ask, what's it like being a human? I don't really ask this guy because he's my, uh, you know, subordinate. But mm -hmm. I got to know, what's it like knowing that your time is precious and limited? I got to know. It's confusing. Yeah, but I'm so. not 100% convinced that our time is, is fleeting. I think there's a possibility that we stick around. 
Mm, so you're like a hippie, huh? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> okay, yeah, I can, I can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah. Oh, you know, I, I grew I grew up in the church, and so there's all that to deal with. But my dad and my parents were like pretty open-minded too. And my dad definitely believes in ghosts because he's seen a couple at the church and uh, I grew up playing in graveyards and all that. And I just feel like, I don't know, that all was pretty enlightening. I felt like there's, there's gotta be more, there's gotta be more going on. Yeah, that makes sense. I hung out with the ghost of Jerry Garcia one time. That dude does not stop talking. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, but he's got some cool stories and he knows a lot of people. It's whatever. You can't blame him. Yeah, you gotta make connections, you know? Yeah, that's what it's all about, baby. I didn't prepare any questions, so I'm kind of flying off the hip here. Uh, that's the way we do it. That's the way it goes. That's the way we do it. So your horns. Yeah. Did they grow to that size? Were you born with them that size? Oh, I did grow them myself, actually. Um, But no, they did grow. Uh, they started as like little nubs. And it's actually a, a ring for each soul you put through the ringer. That's why they're rings, ah. you know. But yeah, you know, I, I I don't do a lot of the uh, hands-on work anymore. I'm more of a uh, middle management type these days. Oh, okay, that sounds comfy. Yeah, it's not so bad. Yeah, you gotta you gotta find that stability. Yeah, it's kind of boring though. I sort of miss going to the pit and shaking fools down and saying, "Hey, you foolish mortal, reckon with the error of your ways." It's kind of fun. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah, I'm working on it. Bit. You know, I haven't done it in a while. <laughs> yeah, but. yeah. So wait, so what do you do to unwind then, you know, when you're off hours? Well, I like to rub my little hooves with cocoa butter mm -hmm. and, and I do the, 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 what do you call them? What do you call them? Cucumbers on my eyes there because I don't blink. So they get pretty dry. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I just put on a good movie and, and they just sit around really. What's a good movie you've seen lately? Um, I just watched uh, Incantation a week or so ago. And I don't think I man, know that one. Oh, it, uh, it came out in uh, March, I think. And it's from Taiwan. And it's a story about like a generational curse. And it, it's, it's really good. I don't want to say too much because you got to experience it, you know. But it, definitely check it out. It's on uh, Netflix, I think. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like a blast. I, I noticed, I, I never saw this on TikTok before. Do you have a tail? You have a tail? Oh, I do. Um, hold on, forgive the fleshy hands, but we'll, we'll <laughs> I, I normally save this kind of content for my only felt account, <laughs> but but yeah, I got a little tail there. Huh. Yeah, I well, I, I don't. Um, and you asked me about like, you know, being human and what that's like. What, what's it like to have a tail? Um, it's pretty cool. It helps you balance. You know, you ever do slack lining at the park? Absolutely not. No. Oh, well, it, it helps with that a lot. <laughs> okay. You're a slack liner? No, well, I dabble, you know. Yeah. Can you flip? No. Okay. Absolutely not. What's the highest you've ever slacked? Um, well, I told you about hanging out with Jerry Garcia. Come on, guy. <laughs> come on. You set him up. You ever I'll slack over the down. pit? Oh, no, no, that's too dangerous. That's you too can't dangerous. go down there with those folks. You're throwing chicken bones <laughs> and, and empty lemon pepper containers. They, they're so needy for the souls of the damned. You don't think about it, but they just want and want and want. What's your biggest fear? My biggest fear. Mm. You ever been to a Costco on a Sunday? Yes. That's it. I screamed at a mom once. Whoa, yeah, that's it was cool. one of the darkest times going to Costco on a Sunday. Yeah, it's the trenches. You, it's really, really bad. <laughs> I was waiting for my spot. I had my blinker on, and the person just came right in and took the spot. You See, can't do that. It's miles of cars. 
That's the kind of stuff we put people in the pit for. I know. I got out of the car. My wife got out of the car first, and then I got out of the car, too. And she's like, you can't do that. You're a scary tall man. <laughs> well, that just means it's going to work, right? Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> That's terrible. Look, look, you were given certain advantages, and it would be wasteful if you didn't use them. Hey, caramba. Well, I'm a demon. What do you want from me, man? You want me to be all cuddles and rainbows? It's not friggin' My Little Pony, man. I'm not Kermit the Frog. Do you see me talking about a rainbow connection? Are you are you related to Baphomet? Uh, we, you know, we go to family reunions, but man, the fame really went to the head. Oh, really? Oh my God. Yeah. It's terrible. Like, oh man, it's just always, oh, well, did you see I was in that movie? And oh, did you see where that monk painted me in the Bible all those years ago? It's just, man, 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 name drop, name drop, name drop. Aren't they supposed to be all about balance? Yeah, that's what you would think. That's what they want you to think. But, you know, it's all a facade, really. Sure. Well, what about Satan? What's he like? Um, well, you know, he's frozen down there, and that, that left him pretty bitter. But, you know, he's a pretty cool guy. He's an easy boss. You know, he, he wants you to hit your quarterlies, but he doesn't really ride your ass or nothing. No, oh, that's nice. Yeah, he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. You ever make him angry? No, no, no. I'm, I was an employee of the month for like three millennia running. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. What's the most bizarre thing you've seen over the, uh, the millennia? Mm, most bizarre. That's a really, that's a, well, hold on. That's a real head scratcher. If I had my, oh, there we go. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, that's a real head scratcher. Mm, most bizarre. I would have to say, no, that's that's too hot takey. Um, I would have to say the most bizarre thing I've ever seen was uh, the traffic in Washington, D.C. Terrible, terrible stuff. Uh, I've yeah, never yeah. seen an Uber driver <laughs> yell at his passengers because of how other people are driving, but they do it there. Are you into that? What? The, the, that whole kind of like being mean to each other and... Well, you know, I don't personally like it, uh, you know, but it, it sets people on a fast track to uh, fill the ranks. You know what I mean? Sure. So, you know, you, you got to appreciate professionalism. Yeah. Is selling your soul to the devil a real thing? It is, sure, but, like, it's not that great of a deal. Like, you get 15% off at Hot Topic, so they just take the sales tax off. And, uh, you know, you get all, um, uh, oh, God, what is it? You get devil's food cake on your birthday every year. Oh, that's decent. Yeah, it's okay, but the, the interest rate on the credit card is stupid. Did you see that uh, video? You know the Island Boys? The Island Boys? Yeah, I know yeah, 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 yeah. Recently, he did a video where he had this big ring, and he said he got it from selling his soul to the devil. Ugh. And then I saw Satan on, on TikTok also be like, well, yes, they sold their soul, but you don't get a ring. Yeah, it's it's not like that. Come on, he's just he's just clout chasing. Yeah, it wasn't even a good ring. Yeah, it never is. It's gaudy. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. I don't know what other kind of questions I have. Should I uh, bring out Harry? Oh, you is he around? Yeah, all I got to do is kiss the ring. I got this Baphomet ring right here. All I got to do is kiss the ring, hey, and poof. Kind of nice. Yeah, bring him out. I want to say hi. All right. I'm here in the Haunting Studios podcast. That's why my voice sounds so clean. And I have found indisputable evidence of demons. Hey, how's it going? What's up? Uh, do you happen to have any, like, Doritos or snacks or something? It was a long trip, and I'm kind of hungry. Unbelievable. And no, 
I most certainly don't. Okay. What? So let me ask you one horror guy to another. What's your favorite? Uh, my favorite scary movie. Sure. Uh, that's going to be uh, Space Jam from the 90s. That is a terrifying film. Yeah, Michael Jordan's demons. acting. Oh, oh I was thinking more of the basketball demons. No, those, yeah. they seem like pretty cool guys. I mean, they were, Danny DeVito was their boss. That can't be too bad. So, so let me flip the script a little bit. Sure. I, got, I got a question for you, Harry. All right. What is it with you paranormal investigator types that you got? What do you got against us demons? What did we ever do to you? Huh? I never said I had anything against yeah. you. Uh, but what I will say, if we're being serious for a moment, um, well, you're kind of mean. You kind of yes, and, and the upside what? down things and the crawling on the what, ceiling. What are you it's talking upsetting about? to some people. I'm a nice friggin' guy. Okay, don't, you tell. don't want to know how friggin' nice I can be. Okay, I'm shocked and uncontrollably bleeding from my eyes. Yeah, you better be. I got a question for you, pal. I got an answer for a price. A price? What kind of price? Eh, we'll work that out later. It's all details. I'm terrified. My question, okay. I have to know. What do you do with all those souls? Um, it's like potato chips, you know. You start eating them because you're bored, and the next thing you know, you've eaten the whole bag and you've got a tummy ache. Oh. Yeah. That's it for the show today. For all you listening, please go show some love for Lucy Ball on TikTok. You can find their account linked in the show notes below, along with any other links and so on and so forth. If you like these conversations and you want to hear more, the most helpful thing you can do is subscribe to Haunting Season right here where you're listening. And if you have time to write a review, that helps with ranking big time. If you want to watch my horror movies and other generally spooky short form content, you can follow Haunting Season on TikTok. Every follow gets me closer and closer to being able to make bigger and bigger content for you. It's all for you. And one last thing, if you're interested in hearing my original scary stories with 360 degree soundscapes, it's my favorite thing that I do. You can find them in season one of the podcast or on YouTube under a name you'll never guess in a million years. It's it's haunting season. It's all haunting season links, of course, in the show notes. Haunting Season was created by me, Joshua Sterling Bragg, and is a joint production of Believe Limited and Matt Gielen. The show is edited by Todd Jackson with support from Kay Vermeil and is produced with Keith Cornerluck. All of the music in this show was created for Haunting Season by the Northern Synth Lord, North Innsbruck. Their music is linked in the show notes, too. Thanks for listening, and come back next time, because we're more likely to survive if we stick together. 